Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. All right, welcome, welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And my guest today is Janice Porter. And Janice works in something that I just find so, so, so important. It's all about relationships, right? It's all about relationships. And if you've heard me do any of my content, we are looking at relationships over transactions every single day. So before we get into all the conversation about how you do what you do and why you do what you do and what it is that you do. Why don't you give everybody a little more official introduction to who you are and, and your business? Thanks, Erin. It's, it's always a delight to talk to people who think the same way you do and, and uh, have no trouble talking about it either. So thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Yes, Janice Porter, and I'm coming to you from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and on the West Coast. And I'm a relationship marketing specialist specialist and what that means to me because it took me a while to figure that out and what to call myself because I do a couple of things I teach people I'm a teacher by trade and so I've always been that trainer teacher piece and so I, I like to think of myself as a trainer to show you how to create the best looking you on LinkedIn and then using LinkedIn to its best way I mean there's so many people that that don't know how to take advantage of this powerful platform. And the way I look at it is about relationship building. For me, it's all in the mailbox. It's not all content. It's more about in the mailbox, talking to people. And then once you- Let's stop right there because it's in the mailbox, but it's not about posting your lead magnet in the mailbox. It's not about, right? It's not about taking a landing page worth of pitch and putting it in somebody's mailbox, right? It's not not that. What I mean by it's in the mailbox is- this is where I network. This is where I make connections by, by doing some certain types of messaging strategies that lead me to new connections through direct messaging in LinkedIn. So great point there. And, and then I'm all about nurturing those relationships that you build through LinkedIn by using a system of greeting cards and gifts so that you stay top of mind with those people and you are they're nurt- you're they're remembering you at the times when you want them to not just at christmas or on their birthday right so right different- and that's so true i mean i think what happens is a lot of people fall into one or two sides of this client acquisition system where they either focus only on growing their audience or they focus only on once they've gotten comfortable and they've got their 30 people in their world They want to know why they're not growing, except they're pitching and referring and pitching and referring to the same people over and over again. And you really need that balance. And combined with the problem, I'm sure you see this. Unfortunately, nobody cares about us until they need us. Yeah. Right. And then they're, and and so many times it's just brutal. You put all this energy into what you think is a relationship. And then they hire the person who happens to be in front of them when the thought hits. Well, you know, that happens a lot in the real estate industry industry. So I always tell the story of a friend of mine who lived in, it's funny because I was talking to a girl early, earlier today who lives in the same place and who would have thought because it's 
Oconomowoc. And I could never. Oh, I know where that is. That's right by me. (laughs) I totally know. I could. Yeah, I've been there. I totally know where that is. It's not. It's random for you. It's like my neighbor. (laughs) I know how to spell it now. So that's really cool. But, um, But my friend bought and sold three houses over 15 years. And every single time he used a different realtor. Why? Because right. they stay in touch. Right. And it's such a classic example and a true story as well. Because if you're not top of mind, they go with the person that's, that they is. Go with who's in front of yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. So, and if you take that to LinkedIn as well. So you, you have people who say, you know, I need to find some new clients. I need to branch out. And I say, well, how many connections do you have on LinkedIn? And they go 5,200. And I go, oh, really? Do you ever talk to them? <laughs> you know, like how many of them do you actually know? Right. Yes. And that's a warm call. Oh, that's a warm message, right? You already are connected. And I'm just as guilty as the next person. I I go and um maybe I, I just met somebody actually uh at on an online networking event um last week. And we went to connect on LinkedIn. We were already connected. Right. Well, yeah, you can only I, hold, you know, here's the thing where a couple of us are getting a little older too many <laughs> thoughts in my head at one time. I get it, but uh, it is why it's so important to have, you know, when I first started growing and scaling, not just growing my business, but truly scaling my business, it did feel weird to me to feel like I was relying on notes in my CRM and what I call personalized automation. So it's not 100% automated because you want it to be personalized. But so much of my keep in touch efforts really are automated, even if it's just telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And it's not, you know, I was worried that, well, that makes it fake. But who the heck can remember everybody? Well, it's true. And although I, I, I don't know, like, what do you think about this? So you're doing an event, an online event, you send, you do a, you create the event on LinkedIn so Mm -hmm. that you can invite people and get them to know about it. It's not going to be on LinkedIn. It's going to be just standalone, but so you send those messages out and invitations and they all say, accept, accept, accept only nobody signed up. Right. I think there's, that was it. So now you send a, reminder message saying, Hey, I'm glad that you saw my event and don't forget to actually sign up. Here's the link again. Look forward to seeing you there. You do get more people the next time when you do that, but nobody reads anything properly. So I wonder though, if I, if I just automate the message and send that reminder message, which I've done, but I've also done it the other way where I take an hour and I go through those messages and I personalize them. Glad to see you're coming. And, you know, like I, right. I remember when we talked about this, those are the ones that I start to get to actually Better response. Yeah. Well, I would absolutely, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that is what happens. And I think that is exactly what should happen. And I think that the d- way to differentiate between the automated and the not automated is, are they a warm lead? Are they a, have some more, you need more information. Have more data. And I know that there are tech tools out there, whether it's Sales Navigator or other things that can help you categorize Mm -hmm. and flag certain people into certain lists, you know, the same way that you would in your, in a CRM that wasn't a social media platform. 
Right. You would do it in your own CRM. If you're going to use LinkedIn that way, then use it that way. Like my only thing with LinkedIn, and it's not specific to LinkedIn, is make sure you're not completely building a business relying on a single third party's platform Mm -hmm. because you don't own it. It can change. It can break. It can be sold. It can be morphed into something you don't want to play with anymore. We've seen that over and over well, again. And that's a good reason to every once in a while do an export of your contacts on LinkedIn mm-hmm. because you can, and some people don't realize that. Now at least you've got those names and those email addresses and you can, the, one of the very first things I tell people when they're connecting with new people on LinkedIn is get it off LinkedIn as fast as possible. You know, right now, the first messages or two messages or three messages on LinkedIn, at least they'll see them if they're active on LinkedIn. Right. But if you did try to email them cold, they may not see them. It would go in the junk. Possibly. And, and I can only track so much at once, right? It, it reminds me of the, scene of Drew Barrymore in he's just not that into you and it was some years ago and like this guy didn't want to date her and he she's like she's just exhausted because I called him on his office phone and he left me a message on my cell phone so I dm'd him on myspace (laughs) and he replied to me on facebook and now I'm talking to him on LinkedIn like there's 17 different ways to keep in touch with people and I my bad habit is if your message is below what's on my screen it doesn't exist I can't be alone in that no, I'm sure you're not. I, I got a that. big screen to help me. Yeah. <laughs> got a bigger screen. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I think any any relationship that you're building or rebuilding or you know building that trust with that, or you're trying to let's be we are trying to sell them something. Usually, I mean, let's yeah, be, it depends on the person. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's make sure that we always move it forward and we book the next appointment. That way we won't lose them, right? Some of them we need to lose. I don't know. Let's take a quick break. Intentional lead generation is the missing piece in most business owners' growth strategy. It's the bridge that moves people from experiencing your marketing and into actual sales conversations with you. If you want to learn how to bridge this gap in your business, join us on May 16th for the Lead Gen Masterclass and learn how to work smarter, not harder, to grow your business. You can register at conqueryourbusiness.com. We've made it easy for you. Just look for the pop-up. Absolutely. And then most people, if you do a good job in your marketing, those people kind of go away on their own too. Exactly. Well, so how do you get involved in all this? Um, I guess, well, I was a teacher, as I mentioned at the beginning, and that was my first life. I always, I'm, I think deep down, I'm always a teacher. So it doesn't matter what I'm doing. And by but, the way, you say that. And I think that's phenomenal because to me, an education-based approach to sales and marketing is hands down interesting just the best way to approach it it's my I mean I am not a teacher but it's my approach as well well I I find that so many people call themselves coaches today that aren't really what is a coach right but I'm different I'm not a coach I'm a teacher so Mm -hmm. I'm going to show you the way that I learned or the way that I do it and you can decide if it's for you or not I'm not going to say good for you keep going you know like in the sense that that I'm (laughs) just not a coach that way my husband's actually a coach he's a basketball coach and he's been coaching forever and he has a completely different approach to me and and so he should right it's a different 
anyway, but he's also a teacher. So that's kind of interesting too. Anyway, I digress. So I was a teacher, then I became a corporate trainer, which is the mm. same as teaching, except the kids are bigger. That's all. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. they they feel they probably feel a little more obligation to be there or sense responsibility, <laughs> but they may or may not be any more interested in what you're exactly. doing. Yeah, they come in like this, you know. They yes, they have slightly more responsible, still not interested. <laughs> so you have to get their attention. And then that was a really good gig that was a, I was a contractor for many, many years and that fell apart. And I knew by this time I couldn't go to a real job, job, nine to five job. I had a daughter at home that was an athlete. I had to be available to take her here and there. Yeah, and walk. we call it schlep around. <laughs> schlep around. Exactly. And, and then it, it was like, what do I do? So I started networking like crazy, like going to the chamber of commerce, talking to lots of um, small business owners and entrepreneurs and looking for something right away that didn't reinvent the wheel. And I ran into this woman who she was amazing. She was a true entrepreneur and she had a company that was called, what was it called? Go get organized. And she was licensing her process for organizing people's home offices and small offices. And so I kind of, she took me under her wing and I was her first person. Yeah. And, and so I learned how to be a, I was no, no brain, a no brainer in how to organize people because I'm a Virgo and I have to be organized. You can't not do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but, but business, that's a whole other thing. I didn't know how to run a business. So that was, you know, I knew how to present at the chamber, do a lunch and learn and tell people how, you know, what I did. And this was important, blah, blah, blah. And getting some clients that way, I didn't know how to run a business. So it was trial and error the entire way. Did that for about three years and then became a glorified housekeeper or house cleaner. So I didn't want to do that anymore. And I started in my journey in network marketing, which I absolutely love, but it was finding the right, the right product. And for me, it turned into being it turned out to be a tool that people can use uh, in their business, which is send out cards. Which and is I, I don't currently have it, but I've used that system more than once in two different businesses. Okay, so you understand yeah. the the ease of having. Oh an yeah, it's great. And it sends real cards in the mail. And it's actually changed a lot if you haven't used it for a while, because there's so much more you can do with it now, and so many more options. Anyway, at the same time, I was getting into network marketing. Somebody introduced me to LinkedIn. It was around, I don't know, 2011. I think I had an account, but I didn't really use it. And I knew Facebook and I didn't like Facebook. I was uncomfortable on Facebook. But when I learned what LinkedIn was all about, I was like, oh, I can do this. It's left brain. It's logical. It's right. And I started sharing what I learned with my friends. And then I started to realize that I could train on this. Yeah. and started to develop my my process for doing that and still I, always learning along the way because and changed. I absolutely love that I think there's a <clears throat> lot of people you know I it was in it was intuitive for you but what you did was you found some you found this intersection and it might have been by you know happenstance but you found this intersection between something you did well and something people a problem people had Exactly. Yes. And, and they still have, because it changes oh, all yeah. the time, right? You know? Right. And, but, and I watch business owners not do that. I watch business owners create their problem solving in a bubble mm -hmm. they instead don't of in response to the market. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a big one for sure. I think for me, it took me a while, you know, learning how to run a business and also how to present myself. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't fractured. And the fact that I was such networking and connecting and referrals, all of that was so comfortable for me. I love it. I'm curious. I love to talk to people. I love to connect people. It just worked. I, I would, you know, we'd go, <laughs> I think about going to like an event or a party or something with my husband and we'll come home and we'll talk about, did you talk to so-and-so or whatever? And I'll say, did you, what did you think? She said, I don't know. I just talked about the golf game we had last week. I'm like, guys are so different, right? I know. I said, like I knew this person's life history in 10 minutes, yeah. right? So that's, yeah. And that's, that's me too. I laugh because in my last business I had, it was working with families with aging parents and I, I networked a lot to get my clients, not because, you know, for referrals, but also because entrepreneurs are easy to find, yes. right? Because they're all collected and they're all there looking to do business with other people. So they're happy to talk to you about their business. Yes. So I networked with entrepreneurs, but I was really serving families yeah. with aging parents because yeah. entrepreneurs have parents and their friends have parents and their parents have friends. But what I learned was women do that. Men aren't aware of the fact that their friends have parents, let alone <laughs> men aren't, really don't know if their friends have parents or what's going on in those people's lives, let alone their own lives. So the women were very, very good at. I think we're just also more collaborative, exactly. you know, in our of, of thinking around if the, right if the men I wonder how you see this on LinkedIn too because if the men can see how the dots connect they are going to take massively more action than women do but yeah. if the if the dots don't connect for them they just don't do anything women yeah. will figure out the dots yeah I'm trying to think you know it's funny because I started off thinking that my target audience was women business owners entrepreneurs even network marketers, because they're all coming over to, to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But I actually have a lot of male clients. Nice. So I don't, yeah, so but I don't know, I think they're more logical about making it happen. But I do have that challenge of opening them up so that, right, because I want their profile to speak to them as a person, not just their act, you know, their, their achievements and so on. So yeah, it's fun. It is fun. So let's do it this let's play this game because I love doing this shortening people's learning curves. I call it, if you just don't do what I did, you'll already be ahead of the game. What? <laughs> so, you know, and I totally understand and you've mentioned it a couple of times, you had to learn how to run a business, but what's one or two things that you've tried that just let's shorten some people's learning curves, like massive failure, just don't do this. Right? Let me save you the time and the trouble. Well, I think the first and foremost is probably always around the money thing. It's like, you know, you think you can start your business on your credit card, or you think that you can keep things muddled instead of separate. I mean, I did the, the money thing in more ways than one was my biggest thing. I think it still is, but you know, it's like understanding that you have to separate your right. business from you. And also there was something else about that though gone from my head but you know there's there's many things around you know the money but there's also the thing around not taking things personally you know when you get a no and learning to that business is business and don't take it personally because there are there's always reasons right. why 
that have nothing to do with you. One of, you know, and the way that I often solve for that is actually with the same solution. If you look at yourself as an asset of the business, right? The business is its own entity and, you know, using my business. So conquer your business and Aaron, me, I'm just one more asset that the business owns. And for me, from a mindset standpoint, that has helped a lot with the business has money and I have money. Those are two separate things. The business is trying something it did or didn't work, right? Like, and I think even if you don't, when I first started and I met a lot, some of my mentors who use their name as their business name, and yet they occasionally refer to themselves in the third person. And I thought that was weird until I figured out they were talking about the business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, if I had to do it over again, I mean, I branded myself Mm -hmm. and, and, and I've been, that's been good for me, but I can see where it doesn't help for the separation sometimes. And the other thing that I, that I forgot earlier, one of my um, friends and and she's a business strategist so she was coaching me a little bit around that too she said you always have to know your numbers and like in the in the beginning I I didn't have a clue you know I just I'm just going along so I didn't have the the fortune of being able to go like here in Canada there are I don't know about in the states I think that you have them in the states too where maybe if people are are re reinventing themselves in mm-hmm. another industry or another job the government will give some money towards it or they'll be no, they a- won't give us any money <laughs> oh, okay. well, people- but we do what we have here is a small businesses administration and they have a group called score which mm-hmm. is i forget what it stands for but it's a bunch of retired mostly retired business people who offer all sorts of free advice and free training and reasonably good trainings on a variety of things. Well, but you back, guys have grants. You guys get yeah, but back in the day, the government was encouraging people that were losing their jobs to, you know, change into something else. And they would, there was like a three month or a four month mm-hmm. program and you could, uh, you had to be on unemployment insurance though. And you had to oh, qualify yeah. for it. I wasn't on unemployment insurance. I couldn't qualify for it. So I was able to take this two week course that gave me a snippet of all the different parts of the business. And I just networked like crazy with these people and, you know, tried to learn from that. But that was it. That was how I learned how to have my own business. And I think the data, you know, it's data driven decisions. I'm a big fan of keeping all sorts of numbers and all sorts of data. I think people don't do it. One, because they don't know. Like they're just not sure what to measure. Two, I think people avoid it because they don't want they you know they think it's going to make them look bad they're going to be disappointed so they avoid the information but business is a puzzle right business is just a series of levers and you don't know which you don't know where to focus or what to fix if you don't have that information right right so yeah let's flip it what are you like totally totally proud of this is amazing how did I do how did I get here this is so cool well, one of the things I'm quite proud of is that I that I have my podcast three years in. I've done oh, yes. about 230 episodes now, and I haven't missed a week. I do I launch once a week, mm-hmm. and and I love it because I don't know it's just something I really enjoy doing. And has it made me a lot of money? Probably not, but it's definitely got the brought people to me from different places and so I have had you know some business from it and I'm going to take it to another level now I'm just about ready to do that and starting the the process but 
but yeah, love my podcast. I uh, love the fact that I'm able to do what I love, which is training people. And I get to, I've, one of the things I was really proud of is I was asked to speak or do a half hour training on stage at the send out cards conference mm. uh, just before COVID. I think it was 2019, January, 2019. Oh. And I was petrified, you know, a few thousand people in the audience and whatever, and, and it went really well. So I was really proud of myself about that. And yeah. And the other thing you asked me if I'm proud of, it's my kids. So that's nice. Yeah. And my granddaughter, who's the best. Awesome. Awesome. So if people want to continue this conversation, learn more about how you can help them on LinkedIn, learn more about the send out card system, which again, I've used and I absolutely loved it. What is the best way for them to get a hold of you? Just there's, there's so many options. You can email me, you can call me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can send me a message from my website, Janice at JanicePorter.com. You can go check out my website, JanicePorter.com. You can go and connect with me on LinkedIn, which is Janice Porter. You'll find me quite easily there. And if they do find me, if your audience does find me on, well, wherever, however they connect with me, make sure they tell me that they heard me on your Conquer yeah. Business. No, it's not called that. Get uh, Ready, ready, ready now. Yet. Yes. Ready Conquer yet. Your Business, Ready Yet podcast. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story, your ideas, all your insights and your energy. You know, I love chatting with you. So thank you again for all your time. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.